Welcome to the Hello Lovely Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Williams, and I teach women how to be themselves. As an exclusive life coach for women, I'll teach you how to manage anxiety, make decisions you're confident in, and stop beating yourself up. So let's get started. Hello, lovelies. What are you up to today? Over here, it's a rainy afternoon in Georgia. Isn't that a song? It's a rainy night in Georgia. Maybe. (laughs) I'm not sure. I just finished up some lunch and coaching clients today. And now it's our time together. So looking forward to sharing with you today. So let's get right into our topic. It is so timely and I am psyched to share it with you. This comes up for so many of us, especially for women. So our topic today, when you're sick. Recently, I had food poisoning and it was not pretty. (laughs) I was completely laid out and I didn't leave my bed except to be sick, which if you've had food poisoning, You know what I mean. (laughs) But also, I had some very important things scheduled for that day. And it ended up being, by accident, a great example of why we need to listen to our bodies and let go of guilt to get true rest. So I'm going to tell you my experience And then give you some guidance, almost reverse engineering, of what happened on how to take the best care of your feelings when you're sick. So important. So, here's how it went down. (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night and was sick for hours. I knew when I woke up finally from having a little break for about 30 minutes, (laughs) I woke up at eight o'clock and it was a work day and I had to make a decision. I had a live class that I was hosting that was part of a larger series of workshops. Lots of people scheduled, lots of people ready to be on live. And I didn't know how I would be feeling when it was eight o'clock. I didn't know how I would be feeling by the time the class started at about two in the afternoon. But this is what I did know. I wasn't going to wait until the last minute to let people know if it was canceled. Like if if I had to cancel it, I wasn't going to wait till one o'clock or one thirty. I wasn't going to be hanging on to the last minute before I made that decision. I wasn't going to push myself through sickness. And we'll talk about more of that towards the end of the episode. But I wasn't going to push myself through sickness. That I did know. I also know that I didn't want to go back and forth with my decision because that would just exhaust me more and listen. I did not have the mental or physical energy to spend on that at all. So I decided that if I didn't feel 100% certain that I wouldn't be throwing up at 2 p.m., TMI, but those are the facts, (laughs) I would cancel at noon 
and send a quick email to the participants. I would do my very best to educate them at 12 o'clock on what was going on and the new circumstances that we were faced with. (laughs) So at 12 o'clock, I was still vomiting. (laughs) I made the decision, had my back, wrote a quick email with suggestions on what the group could start on in place of our class and that I'd be back tomorrow was very excited for them to start. So I gave them resources, which they could, and just was very honest. Hey, I am sick. I went to bed and spent zero drama on having to cancel. And thank goodness, thank goodness, (laughs) I listened to my body because by two o'clock, I was still vomiting. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) food poisoning. Gosh. So here are a couple things to know about this experience. I did feel disappointed. You know, I got excited about meeting these ladies and I was disappointed I couldn't meet and see them that day joining that particular class. And I gave myself space to feel that. I acknowledged that, of course, I'm disappointed. I wanted to meet these ladies. (laughs) I wanted to serve them. I wanted to give this topic. But I didn't make feeling disappointed a bad thing. I didn't make it mean anything bad about me, about being sick, anything. I just felt it. I just let myself feel disappointed. I got so much rest because my mind was clear of guilt and I slept as much as I could and I got fluids in me. So what's interesting about this is I was comparing this once I came to, (laughs) I was comparing this to experiences I've had in the past when I was managing a team of people at a manufacturing company. This was years ago. And I remember I had got a migraine out of nowhere on a day where we were installing new cubicles. Like we had spent weeks planning out the layout, getting the contractors. Everyone was excited, picking the colors. And I was supposed to manage the install. And I, (laughs) I'm laughing now because, oh my goodness. Okay. In the middle of the install, just all of a sudden the migraine started. If you guys have ever experienced a migraine, you deal with migraines, you know what I'm saying. So all of a sudden it hit me and there's like a preemptive um, symptom or so that people may have before a migraine came, comes on. And if you've had them, you may be familiar with that as well. I'm not a doctor, so I'm sure that's not across the board. But for some, and in the case for me, when I'm about to get a full-blown migraine, there's a couple tell signs. I start not being able to see out of one of my eyes. So <laughs> all of a sudden, I couldn't see out of one eye and I started getting the pain and I started slurring. Oh my goodness. I just remember even going back to my uh, manager, the manager that was directly under me, and she was an amazing person as well, and just trying to describe to her that I'm having a migraine and I can't see and I have to leave, and I couldn't get the words out of my mouth because <laughs> I was slurring. I was like, L-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-l-
So at this point, and she completely understood, but at this point, I knew there was a very short window to drive myself home before the pain would have been too dangerous to drive. I only lived about 10 minutes away. But I did wait till the last minute. I felt so guilty. I felt so guilty for most of the afternoon, even when I left, writhing in pain at home, kept repeating in my mind, I can't believe this happened. I'm so sorry. I hope they don't hate me. This is so embarrassing. And as a friend of mine would say, I digress. (laughs) But this was a completely different experience compared to the one that I had recently. If this has been your experience, it makes so much sense. There is a culture that you get a badge of honor or it's better if you push through or wait to the last minute when you're sick. Why? Who knows? (laughs) But it's there. So if you choose to do that, if you choose to push through, that's your choice too. But acknowledging that there is a choice there. I want all of you to hear me on this. There is a choice there. When you are sick, you don't have to push through. And again, I am not a doctor. I don't have medical advice to give or am authorized to do so. But it's the principle behind taking care of yourself. Okay, so here's how to do this. Here's how to like acknowledge the choice and take the best care of your feelings when you're sick. Okay, there are five things. One, acknowledge how you feel. Be super honest with your body and self. What do you really want or need to do? This doesn't mean people won't have thoughts about your choice, but answer that question for you as if nobody else's thoughts about it applied. (laughs) Because they really don't. Nobody can know what you are feeling and what you are experiencing. And in my case, I didn't know how people would respond. And I can't control that. I acknowledge that. So my personal thoughts were, those who are triggered by this wouldn't have made the most of the workshops anyway. Me being sick is neutral to their success. And also, that me choosing to take care of myself when I'm sick and acknowledging how I feel can only be a bigger example of why self-esteem is so needed, so important. And I can be an example of what's possible. And I also believe that people are truly loving and kind. And I work with some of the most kind, loving people that would, of course, understand. And of course, they did. (laughs) But in the time before knowing anyone's response and making the decision, these are things I chose to believe and decide for myself. Two, allow yourself to feel. So acknowledging your feelings. So really the first step is acknowledging how you feel like physically looking at your body. Two, allow yourself to feel is acknowledging how you feel emotionally. Like what are your emotions you're feeling? Take that deep breath. This is how I feel and that's okay. So whether it's disappointed, surprised, embarrassed, anything. This is how I feel, and that's okay. Three, 
decide one thought you want to think that supports your choice. Kind of like the one thing that you want to think that supports you in this decision. Here's an example that I'll offer you. This is in the best interest for everyone, whether they see it that way or not. That's just a sample for you, but absolutely take time to think about that for you here too. Four, make the decision of what you're going to do. If you're going to cancel, if you're going to continue, whatever it is, make the decision and remind yourself it was the best one as much as needed. So once might be enough, making the decision and then reminding yourself it was the best one. It might only take one time to remind yourself of that. And if not, remind yourself again. (laughs) And five, ask for what you need. You need crackers? You need someone to hold your hair back? You need a babysitter? Food delivery? A doctor? A ride to the doctor? An Uber? A ginger ale? (laughs) You don't have to do it all, lovely. There's nothing to prove. You're sick. We all need something when we're sick. Listen, we all need something when we're not sick. (laughs) But we all need something when we're sick. Be honest about what that is for you and ask. And you can even request for people not to check in. Hey, I've got this covered. So-and-so has it. Thank you. No need to check in. Thank you for your love. Or whatever is authentic to you when that applies. So that's the breakdown and reverse engineering of how to take the best care of your feelings when you're sick. Let's run through them again. One, acknowledge how you feel physically. Two, allow yourself to feel your feelings. Three, decide one thought you want to think that supports your choice. An example of that is, this is in the best interest for everyone, whether they see it that way or not. Four, Make the decision and remind yourself it was the best one, as much as needed. And five, ask for what you need. Your health matters, most certainly. And you are just as valuable as a human when you're in bed recovering or in your bathroom sick. There is nothing to prove about your worth. It matters, you matter. Take the best care of your mind and body, lovely. That's a gift we each have. Okay, so to wrap it all up, this final caveat I mentioned earlier is there are times I do push myself. That's just no longer through sickness. I do not push myself through sickness. There are variables and nuances to everything, but overall, that's the principle I live by now. Things I do push myself for, (laughs) when things are hard and I want to accomplish it. That's not always necessary. There's not always a pushing through, but sometimes I do need and want to push myself. But that's for another episode. All right, lovelies, have the best week. Take the best care of your feelings and I will see you next time. Hey, lovely. If you want to be more confident on the outside, you have to start on the inside. If you don't take time to create an amazing relationship with yourself, it will show up in every other area of your life. If you feel stuck or don't know how to be yourself, I invite you to work with me one-on-one. Go to misschristywilliams.com and sign up for a free call to join my six-month program. That's M-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-Williams.com, and I'll see you in session.